Now, we've been fasting and praying for the last 21 days and, and believing for and desiring breakthroughs. And, uh, you know, I've heard a number of breakthroughs. Uh, people are, are uh, telling me about breakthroughs. And by the way, I would like to hear about them because it increases my faith. Amen. Just to hear what God is doing. But every time I hear somebody share a story of a breakthrough, it really blesses my life. But, you know, the reality is that uh, although many people have received breakthroughs, some people have not. And I know what that's like. I know what it's like. I remember one time uh, years ago, um, I went and, and uh, there was a, a, somebody in the church that had a, a condo in Florida and offered it to me. And I went to, to Florida, uh, excuse me, it was Gulf Shores or something like that, uh, with, with a lot of water and some teaching tapes. And that's it. It was in the wintertime. Couldn't go to the beach, you know, uh, you know, swim or anything like that. And I spent the whole week just, just seeking God and, and particularly and specifically about my future mate. And, uh, and God answered my prayer, by the way. Amen. And he does exceedingly above and beyond anything that you could ask or think according to his power that works in us. Amen. But you know, here's the point is I spent the whole week there and, and praying, you know, and, and obviously I was praying about my future mate, but also I was praying to draw closer to God. But do you know, at the end of the week, I mean, it was like heaven was closed. It's like God hadn't heard the first uh, utter of prayer. And, and, and I was just discouraged because I didn't get the breakthrough. And sometimes that happens where you're praying and you believe in God and no breakthrough comes. But, you know, um, you know, and then you wonder, is it something I'm doing or something I'm not doing that's keeping me from my breakthrough? You know, what, what's the problem here? Well, in John chapter 15 and verse 7, the scripture says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Now, what a wonderful promise concerning prayer when Jesus says, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. These are words are read. This is Jesus's words. And so at first glance, it seems we can ask for anything through prayer and get it right. But that's not exactly what this verse of scripture is saying. As you read it, the Lord first gives us conditions we must meet before the father will answer our prayer. And if you go back and look at that verse again, the condition is, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then the promise, then you can ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And so not all prayers are answered. We must first meet the condition of prayer to receive the answers of prayer. I'm a wait. Amen. That's about a third of you. Not all prayers are answered. We must first meet the condition of prayer to receive answers to prayer. Amen. First Peter 3, 7 says this. You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker since she is a woman and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. Now, there are things we can do to hinder our breakthrough in prayer. And, and there are things we can do to increase our chances of receiving breakthroughs in prayer. Amen. You know, uh, here in this verse, it's obvious that, the, you know, the Lord says, husbands, you got to treat your wife in the right way if you want your prayers to be heard. Amen. I believe there are, many, there are more breakthroughs that God wants to bring about in this congregation, in this audience that I'm talking to today. But I think we got to first deal with the condition to get the breakthrough. Amen. Now, the enemy don't want us to see that. He just wants to say, you didn't get your breakthrough. God don't love you. God didn't hear you. You might as well turn your back on God and run away. That's what the devil would want. So today I want to give you some keys to increasing your chances of receiving a breakthrough. Amen. 
In fact, I'm going to give you six. There are more than six, but I want to talk about six today. Number one, first key to receiving a breakthrough in prayer is living a life of purity. Living a life of purity. Isaiah understood. The truth is, how many of you know, the truth is our lifestyle directly affects our prayer life. It sure does. Isaiah understood the value of living a life of purity. And Isaiah 59, 1 and 2 says, listen now, the Lord isn't too weak to save you. And he isn't getting deaf. He can hear you when you call. But the trouble is that your sins have cut you off from God. Because of sin, he has turned his face away from you and will not listen anymore. So Isaiah says, your sins cut you off from God. David understood the value of living a life of purity. In Psalm 66, 18, he says, if I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. Here is a promise of how to not get your prayers answered. If I regard uh, wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. Now, the word regard means to give place or allow it in my life. And so unconfessed, unrepented sin in my heart hinders me from getting spiritual breakthroughs. Are y'all with me today? James understood the same principle. In James 5, 16, James says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Now, why does he say confess your sins to each other so you can be healed? The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. You know what? James says an earnest, righteous person's prayers has, is more powerful and productive than an unrighteous person's prayers. You know, the reality is, is that God honors a life of purity. How else to say it? But God honors, listen, whenever we choose not to live a life of wickedness and evil, God will reward that. Can I get a witness in the house of the Lord? God rewards that. You can do what you want, sister, if you want to, but God is not going to honor your life if you live in impurity. That's the reality. Sometimes the reason we don't get breakthroughs in prayer is because of unconfessed, unrepented sin in our lives. You know, listen, Joshua and the children of Israel learned this principle. And you remember, uh, Joshua is leading the children of Israel into the promised land. Moses died, Joshua's gone in. And you remember the first place they came to was Jericho. It was a fortified city. It was a stronghold. And there's no way they could go in and take their inheritance without dealing with Jericho. And they said, what are we going to do, Lord? They inquired of the Lord. The Lord said, circle the city six times. Don't say anything. The seventh time, circle it seven times. On the seventh time, blow the trumpet, shout. The walls are going to come down and you can plunder the city. That's what they did. They won the battle. They go on a little further and they come to this, to this tribe called the Amorites in the city of Ai. And so they think, man, you know, this is going to be a piece of cake. They sent some spies in, just a few people there can, uh, can uh, compare to Jericho. We don't have to send the whole army. Let's go in. And so they went in and Joshua chapter 7 and verse 2. Joshua sent some of his men from Jericho to spy out the town of Ai, east of Bethel, near beth And when they returned, they told Joshua, there's no need for all of us to go up there. It won't take more than two or three thousand men to attack Ai. Since there are so few of them, don't make all your people struggle to go up there. So approximately three thousand warriors were sent, but they were soundly defeated. The men of Ai chased the Israelites from the town gate as far as the quarries, and they killed about 36 who were who were retreating down the slope. The Israelites were paralyzed with fear at this turn of events, and their courage melted away. So Israel goes from defeating this great city of Jericho to getting soundly defeated by this little group of people called the Amorites. And so Joshua's 
Like, Lord, what's going on? And in verse 7, he says, Then Joshua cried out, Oh, sovereign Lord, why did you bring us across the Jordan River if you're going to let the Amorites kill us? If only we had been content to stay on the other side. Lord, what can I say now that the Israelites fled from its enemies? For when the Canaanites and all the other people living in the land hear about it, they will surround us, wipe wipe our, our name off the face of the earth, and then what will happen to the honor of your great name? And then verse 10, But the Lord said to Joshua, Get up. Why are you lying, you're lying on your face like this? Israel has sinned and broken covenant. They have stolen some of the things that I commanded must be set apart for me. And they have not only stolen them, but they have lied about it and hidden the things among their own belongings. That is why the Israelites are running from their enemies in defeat. For now, Israel itself has been set apart for destruction. I will not remain with you any longer unless you destroy the things among you that were set apart for destruction. Get up, command the people to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, hidden among you, O Israel, are things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. Now, Joshua and the children of Israel learned a valuable lesson that day. If you want to experience breakthroughs in your life, you have to live a life of purity. You know, the enemy would try to make us believe that, you know, the enemy is, is like, he's the tempter. And he wants us to bite into the fruit. And he'll tell you, look, you can hang out right here by the edge of purity and it's going to be okay. And all the while, he's looking for the moment to just tip you over right into the cesspool of wickedness and evil. And then once you fall into it, then he'll laugh at you, he'll scorn you, he'll make fun of you, and you will be robbed of the spiritual breakthrough that God has ordained for you to live in and have. Amen? So the lesson is sin keeps you from experiencing breakthroughs. Unconfessed, unrepented sin will weaken you, your cause to live a life. Uh, it will weaken your life and you live in defeat. The sin will cause you to lose supernatural protection over your life. Sin will keep you from experiencing a spiritual breakthrough. Amen? You know, and, and then, but here's the good news. Confess your sins. First John 1 John 1.9. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's the good news. There's a way out of the trap. Amen. Once you've fallen in a cesspool, you don't have to live there. You can come crawling out and all you do is say, Lord, I've sinned. Please forgive me. Amen. And you come right out. And so listen, I believe somebody in this room today might be holding on to some pet sin that's keeping you from going where God wants you to go and the enemy's making you feel like and think that it's okay and it's all right. And I'm here to tell you, he's a liar. He's the accuser of the brethren. He comes here to kill, steal, and destroy. And he wants to rob you of everything precious and that, and that God has for you. Amen? And so I believe somebody's going to get a breakthrough in, this, in here today. Amen? You, you know, you've heard me tell this story and I, this time of year reminds me of it. A precious brother in our church Eddie Vores, last year or two years ago, I can't remember now, sitting in the in worship service, and, and he was praying for breakthrough, had not got a breakthrough yet. While worship was going on, God spoke to him and said, you got unforgiveness in your life. And it turns out that years ago, this man had been, had been made fun of in the front of a bunch of people in a public place, humiliated him to no end. A root of bitterness dropped into his heart. And for years... He was planning on how he was going to kill this guy. He had it all planned out. He's going to bring him in the woods, tie him to a tree, pour honey on him, let the ants get him. True story. 
He's been saved for over 16 years now. But you know what? Many years ago, the revelation, uh, the, the, the root came into his life. But just last year, although he's been serving God for all those years, the revelation came that you need to forgive this man. And you know, it turns out that right there in the pew, he asked the Lord to forgive him whenever he realized that he was still holding a grudge. And by the way, this man was already gone off the face of the earth. He had already died. But nevertheless, Eddie still was holding bitterness towards this man. And conviction came, he forgave, and the oil of God's presence came on his life. And he didn't realize it, it took a couple of days. But for 16 years, Eddie could not sleep more than three hours a night. And he would wake up and couldn't go back to sleep. He didn't know what it was like to sleep six or eight hours a day. And the Lord showed him that this was the reason why he was losing sleep. And when God revealed that stronghold of sin in his life, he repented of it, confessed it, God forgave him, and he started sleeping from that moment on all night long. Amen? Isn't that a great story? Amen. And so here's the point. The enemy will try everything he can to cover us from seeing the thing in our life that needs to be dealt with. But you have to deal with it if you want to experience the breakthrough in your life. Amen? Key number two to receiving a breakthrough in prayer is living a surrendered life to Christ. Did you know that the Lord is more apt to answer the prayers of those who are committed and surrendered to the Lordship of Christ than He is those who aren't? 1 John 5.14 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we'll have whatever we ask of Him. So John says in verse 14, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So in order to get our breakthrough in prayer, your prayer request must be in line with the will of God. Amen. In other words, I can pray and ask God to show me how to rob a bank, but he probably won't. Are y'all with me? He probably won't do that because it's not in a line with his will. So you, you have to ask the question, what is the motive of the desire for your spiritual breakthrough? What is the motive? Is it to accomplish your will or is it to accomplish God's will? You see, everything we ask in God, God says, ask me and I'll give it to you. He invites us. But you know what? God always is concerned with our motive. And listen, if our motive is wrong and we asking God for something and the whole purpose is for us to do something that that will dishonor God's name and that will be hurtful to our lives or others, he won't answer that prayer. Our prayers has to be in line with the will of God. Can I get an amen? James chapter four and verse two says you don't have you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. So sometimes the enemy of our breakthrough is our own selfish motives. It's our own selfish motives. God will not answer our selfish, self-serving prayers that only is going to cause us to walk away from Him. Do we see that? Do we understand that? If we, if God would answer all our prayers, regardless of where we are with God, I mean, we would be dangerous. 
This world would be a whole lot more volatile if God would do that, if he would just answer any prayer that we pray. Lord, kill that person. I'm glad he don't answer everybody's prayers. Amen. (laughs) Come on. Hey, listen, Simon was such a man. And in Acts chapter 8, verse 14, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. And as soon as they arrived, they prayed for the new believers to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit had not yet come upon any of them, for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then Peter and John laid their hands upon these believers, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, when Simon saw that the Spirit was given when the apostles laid their hands on the people, he offered them much money to buy this power. He said, let me have this power too, he exclaimed, so that when I lay my hands on people, they will receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter replied, may your money be destroyed with you for thinking God's gift can be bought. You can have no part in this for your heart is not right with God. Repent of your wickedness and pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive your evil thoughts. For I can see that you're full of of a of bitter jealousy and are held captive by sin. Pray to the Lord for me, Simon exclaimed, that these terrible things you've said won't happen to me. Now, Simon didn't desire a bad thing, it seems. He was only wanting the ability to lay hands on people and they get baptized with the Holy Spirit. That doesn't seem like a bad thing. He desired the ability to lay hands on people to receive the Holy Spirit, the empowerment of God's Spirit. But you know what? Apparently, his motives weren't right because of what what the apostle told him. Apparently, his motives were selfish and self-serving. And so, what's your motive for wanting God to answer your prayer? Is it totally selfish and self-serving? Or is it for the kingdom of God? You know, you you probably heard me say this before. It's an example of, you know, I've prayed. I've prayed for many years. Lord, I pray, increase your anointing on my life. Increase your spirit on my life. You know, I know there are people that come to church and they're living in all sorts of darkness and they leave here still in their darkness. Lord, increase your anointing on my life so when I preach the word, that darkness is exposed and people would get saved. And I was praying for that, pouring out my heart to God one day. And the Lord, it just seemed just whispered and said, why do you want that? I said, well, I want people to get set free. Why do you want that? Well, so your kingdom can grow. Why do you want that? Is it so you can be exalted? How many of you know, even praying for God's anointing with the wrong motives is not a good thing. God's not going to give me more anointing if it's going to self-destruct me. So now I pray, God, grant grant me the humility. Are you all with me out there? Jesus said we should always include in our prayers. Matthew 6, 9, 10. Jesus said, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done. If I'm asking something that doesn't fit in the will of God, I'm wasting my time. I need to ask God for His will to be done in my life. Third key to receiving breakthroughs in prayer is learning to pray in the power of the Spirit. Ephesians 6.18 says, Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. 
Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Paul says we should pray in the Spirit at all times. 1 Corinthians 14, 15, he said, Well then, what shall I do? I will pray in the Spirit, and I will also pray in words I understand. I will sing in the Spirit, and I will also sing in words I understand. Paul prayed both in the understanding and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Jude 20 says, But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith, praying in the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, are y'all with me? Sometimes breakthroughs come by praying in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? In Ephesians 6, Paul said a final word in verse 10. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. For we don't fight against flesh and blood uh, enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in time of evil. Then after... The battle, you will be standing firm. So Paul says, we need to dress for battle by putting on the armor of God. The helmet, the breastplate, the shoes, the, 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 the girt of truth and all that. Amen? But he says, then after you've dressed for battle, then he says what you do is you start battling spiritually. And how do you do it in verse 18? Pray in the Spirit at all times. It's in the same passage of Scripture. The way we do warfare is battling in the spirit realm. Amen. Is battling under the influence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How many of you know that the spirit will infuse your prayers with power? I don't know if you've ever tapped into that yet, but I want us, I wanted you to know that there's a difference between praying in just the understanding and praying on the unction of the anointing of the spirit of God. Amen. Come on, we got to learn how to do warfare in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit infuses your prayer life. Listen, Romans 8 and verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses, for we do not know how to praise we should, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Why do we need to pray in the Spirit? Three good reasons. The Holy Spirit helps our weaknesses. Amen. When we get tired, when we get weary, when we're ready to get up, give up. The Spirit of God will give us strength. It'll fuel our passion for prayer. Amen. But not only that, the Holy Spirit helps us to know what to pray. When we don't know what to pray or how to pray, the Spirit also will show us what to pray. And then finally, the Holy Spirit intercedes through us, helping us to pray the direct mind and will of God. That's what the verse says. The Holy Spirit praying through you is the most effective prayer that you can pray. The Spirit knows the mind and the will of God. Sometimes I don't know whether to pray for it to stop or to keep going, whether to go left or go right. When I don't know what to do, I just pray in the Spirit and I let the Spirit sort it out and pray what I'm supposed to pray. Amen. Praying in the power of the Holy Spirit helps you to experience breakthroughs. When you read the book of Acts and you'll see the difference, the spirit of God, the church exploded when the spirit fell on the church. The the church exploded when the spirit of God fell on the church. 
They had the law of the Lord prior to that. But when the Spirit landed on the Word of God and the law of God, great, mighty, powerful breakthroughs happened. People were getting healed. People were getting delivered. People were getting set free because it's the anointing of God that breaks the yoke. It's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by the Spirit, saith the Lord. Amen. The fourth key to receiving breakthroughs in prayer is maintaining healthy relationships. And... um, how you live relationally affects your prayer life. And that's what First Peter, we started off with. First Peter 3, 7 says, In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is equal partners in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. So listen, if I'm living with my wife and I'm totally degrading her, running her down, being ugly to her, and I'm mistreating her. Listen, I can treat her like that and think I'm going to come to church and lift my hands and say, Oh, Lord. He says, you're deceiving yourself to think that's so. You better live with your wife in an understanding way if you want your prayers to be heard. And he says husbands there, but wives, same goes for you. You can't treat your husband like he's a rug and come to church with your hands lifted up and expect the glory of God to come upon you. You got to live in a healthy way relationally if you want the favor and the grace of God to be on your life. Amen. But listen, it don't stop with marriage. It's it's all relationships. You can't listen. You can't be mad at a guy over here on the other side because he didn't look at you right and come up here and lift up your hands and say, Lord. Come on. That's the enemy's deception, brothers and sisters. If you want to break through in prayer, you got you better get your relationships right. Amen. And this is what Jesus said. Listen, Jesus said in Matthew 5:23, if you are presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. In other words, he said, if you don't want to waste your time going to church, get your relationships right. That's a paraphrased version. Are y'all with me out there? Are y'all with me out there? Come on. God knows what's going on in our hearts. Amen. And we want breakthrough. And the thing the enemy wants is to tell us that God don't love us and is not answering us prayer. But he don't want us to see the truth of the word of God and help us to get set free. He's going to hide that from us. How about this? Matthew 6, 14. If you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men in their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. See, an unforgiving person will struggle to get their prayers answered. You know, I I remember the story. uh, a, A brother in church was telling me about an experience he had. And he told me after the fact, it's, the story is always better after the fact, isn't it? Not when you're going through it. But he was telling me he lost his job. And, uh, and, and he has the ability to get offended real easy. You know what I'm saying? No? You know what I'm saying? No, okay. All right. All right. It don't take a lot for him to get crossways with people. And whenever he lost his job... His family tried to encourage him. And he got mad at them. 
And he wouldn't go visit his mom anymore. Wasn't talking to his siblings. Because they would try to encourage him that God was going to give him another job. But he was having a pity party and he was so, he was so upset that he lost his job that he quit talking to his mama and he quit talking to his siblings. And he's driving along the road one day and listening to a sermon on the radio and the preacher said, you better forgive if you want God's favor in your life. How many of you know God knows how to talk to you? Amen. And this is what he told me. He said, I made a beeline. I turned around, did a U-turn. I went to my mama's house and said, mama, forgive me. How you doing? I'm, I'm back. Your prodigal son is back. He did the same thing with his siblings. You know, it was just a couple of days later, the phone rang and he got a job and it was better than the one that he had before. Amen. Yes, indeed. I'm telling you, this is a true story. See, he prayed and asked God to help him. Do you know what? He had to get his relationships right. See, before we come bring our altar, our, our, our offering to the altar, we need to get our, right, our relationships right. Are y'all with me? Well, let me ask you a question. Is your relationships right? You want a breakthrough? It's not worth holding on to. I mean, holding on to somebody's offense, getting a spiritual breakthrough. Come on. Come on. Should we get some fifth grade, some uh, K-5s in here and, and let them help us with this? Which one should I do? Hold on to offense or get God's breakthrough? <laughs> Come on. It's a no-brainer, right? It's not worth it, man. Just release it. A fifth key to receiving breakthroughs in prayer is having faith that God will answer your prayers. In Matthew 21, Jesus said, uh, or Scripture says, early in the morning as he was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, found nothing on it except leaves. Then he said to it, may you never bear fruit again, and immediately the tree withered. When the disciples saw this, they were amazed. How did that fig tree wither so quickly? They asked. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. If you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what is done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, mountain sounds like breakthrough. Go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Now, Jesus says, if you believe, you can receive whatever you ask for in prayer. So that tells me that faith has the ability to move spiritual mountains. Amen. Faith releases God's provisions. Doubt hinders God's provision. You know, again, you heard me tell this story probably, but I, I remember, you know, this was like the Lord teaches you through life lessons. And I remember going, uh, we had some friends of ours. A uh, uh, guy was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And we went to pray for him. And there was, uh, I thought I was the only one coming when I got there. There was a couple other pastors and some deacons. And there was a, you know, and, um, and so we started praying for this man to be healed of a brain tumor. And one started praying and the second started praying. And Lord, if it be thy will, God have mercy on him. And Lord, make him comfortable while he dies. He didn't say that, but that's, that's what I was thinking, you know, and. You know, because uh, there's no hope that he might be healed of a brain tumor. I mean, after all, it's a brain tumor. I mean, you know, make his funeral arrangements. And, and, and they kept praying. And something rose up in me while we're praying. And it was during a time of praying and fasting. And my faith was 
pretty elevated, you know, my flesh was pretty weak, you know. And so I said, whenever it came my turn to pray, I said, Lord, your word says in Psalm 103 that you forgive our iniquities and heal all our diseases. In the name of Jesus, I ask you to heal this brain tumor. And then I looked up to to see how that went around, you know. But later on, um, you know, I, later on, I got a chance to pray with that man again. And, and um, you know, the, 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 the short of the long is that God miraculously healed him of a brain tumor. Yeah, miraculously. Yeah. Now, I prayed with other people that had brain tumors and they didn't get healed. But you know what? I learned a lesson there. That faith makes a difference. And if you don't believe God can do it, then there's a good chance you're not going to receive what God can do. How many of you believe? How many of you believe that God can do anything? All things are possible. Amen. Doubt keeps us from receiving spiritual breakthroughs. James 1, 5. If you want to know what God wants you to do, ask Him and He will gladly tell you. For He's always ready to give a bountiful supply of wisdom to all who ask Him. He will not resent it. But when you ask Him, be sure that you really expect Him to tell you. For a doubtful mind will be as unsettled as a wave of the sea and driven tossed by the wind. And every decision that you make will be uncertain as you turn first this way and, that, and then that. If you don't ask with faith, don't expect the Lord to give you any solid answer. So faith is a key to experiencing the miraculous from God. What is faith? Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Right? That's what Hebrews says. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Faith is believing that God answers your prayer before you can see the evidence of the answered prayer. Amen? Sometimes you don't get the answer right away. God has not answered all my prayer, but I'm going to keep praying about it. Amen. You know, this, this lady at the Saturday uh, morning prayer meeting, Saturday, she, she told us, in, in those of us that were here, she's been praying for a breakthrough for 16 years, believing for a breakthrough. This year it happened. This prayer and fasting, it happened. Amen. How many of you know that victory is sweet? Amen. When you've been praying... You know, listen, there are things that I've been praying for. I didn't see it yet. But how many of you know the Bible says that we got to walk by faith and not by sight? I can't walk by what I see. I got to walk by faith. I got to see it in the faith realm. Amen. And there are things that I've been praying that I don't see yet, that haven't accomplished yet, that haven't been done yet. But I'm not going to let go. I'm going to hold on to it in faith and believe in that God's going to do it till I breathe my last breath. Because the Bible says that faith pleases God. Amen. Can I share a little secret with you? It's not a secret, but I want to share it with you. You know, listen, one of the things that I've been praying for for years is that God would bless this church with a supernatural financial blessing, a miraculous blessing. You just got quiet right there. I don't want to go buy me a, a, you know, a house in Hawaii, you know, a retreat center. No, you know what? We, we out of office space. We need a new educational building, but I don't want to go borrow millions of dollars and have a note up to our eyeballs. And so we can't do what we do right now, helping a lot of people and building the kingdom of God. But if God would supernaturally, miraculously bless us, then we can build our building and keep doing what we're doing for the kingdom and for the glory of God. Amen. 
Now, I've been praying about that for years, but I haven't seen the miraculous offering yet, but I'm not going to quit believing God for it. Amen? But listen, now that I told you, we're going to rejoice together. Amen? We're going to rejoice together. Come on. Amen. And finally, the sixth key to receiving a breakthrough in prayer is by first experiencing our spiritual conversion. The spiritual conversion. In John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, we know that verse speaks of Jesus being the only way to get to heaven. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through me. But you know what? It also speaks of Jesus being the only way to get your prayers answered. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through me. You could pray to a a piece of wood. You could pray to a statue. You could pray to other people. But Jesus said, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father but through me. Amen? In John chapter 14 and verse 12, it says, Truly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Now, that, that doesn't mean that you just tag on at the end of your prayer in Jesus' name. And God will answer that. Lord, I pray you show me how to rob a bank in Jesus' name. That's not going to work. In Jesus' name means you're in Jesus. You, your life is in Jesus. You have surrendered to the life of Jesus. You can't pray. Jesus won't allow you to go on his behalf unless he approves. He won't give you his authority unless he approves. Amen? So you have to be in Jesus. In John 3 and 3, in reply, Jesus declared to this man that wanted to know how to get into the kingdom. He said, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. How can a man be born when he's old? Nicodemus asked, surely he cannot enter a second time in his mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. Everybody needs two spiritual or two birthdays. A natural birth and a spiritual birth. Your natural birth gave you access into this world, the natural world. Your spiritual birth gives you access into the spiritual world, the kingdom of God. Before you can experience supernatural breakthroughs, you must be born again. You need to, you need to surrender your life. Invite Him to forgive your sins. Amen? Would you stand with me this morning? Now let's make application. Let's make application of the Word. If you hear truth before you apply it, it's abortion. Aborted the truth. So let's make application. Let's begin this morning. Would you just begin to pray right now and just ask God to just come and and just touch us here today? Maybe you're here today and, and you really never have been born again. You've never got saved. I mean, you come to church, but that's not what Christianity is. A Satanist can come to church, but it doesn't mean he's a child of God. You first have to ask God to forgive your sins and invite Him to come into your heart and life. 
And then you can be born again. That's whenever you gain access into the spiritual realm. If you hear today and you say, Todd, would you pray for me? I want to make sure that I'm a Christian because I'm not sure right now. If that's you, just raise your hand so I can see it. And I want to pray a special prayer for you. Just say in your heart, say, Lord Jesus, I invite you into my heart, into my life. Lord Jesus, I want to be a Christian. I want to live for you. Help me to live the Christian life. Fill me with your presence. Give me the strength, Lord, to live the Christian life. I ask you to cleanse my heart, wash my heart, and give me a new heart. A heart that wants to serve you. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen and amen. 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 Now listen, before we go, before we go, just bow your, just, just, come on, prayer closet, right where you are right now. Listen, some of you, some of you right now, you need to, you need to repent. You need to repent. Come on, the Lord has a breakthrough for you. But you know, listen, repentance is agreeing with God that what I'm doing is wrong. You know, the enemy will try to convince me that, that it's just my weakness. Come on. Let's get right with God right now. How many of you today would say, man, I, I, I just sense some things God wants to do in my heart right now. Or maybe today, maybe today your deal is that, you know, you're praying, but it's all about you. It's all about what you want. And you haven't surrendered to the will of God. And right where you are, you need to say, Lord, I don't want my will. I don't want my agenda, Lord. I want your agenda. Come on, right now, just surrender to the Lord. Just surrender your heart to Christ right now. You know, some of you maybe, you need to be empowered with the Spirit of God. You've heard people praying in in the Spirit. You know about it, but you've never been. You know, the Lord wants to empower you. He wants to fill you with His power. There's a greater baptism. Some of you, you've already been filled, but you have walked away from the gift. And I'm praying for you today that you resurge that gifting that God has given you and begin to pray in the power of His Spirit. Amen. Some of you got to get some relationships right. Come on, are y'all with me today? Come on. Just close your eyes right now. Is there somebody in your life that you need to release from your heart? Come on, do it right now. Do it right now. Release them. Release them. Some of you, maybe you've been praying for a while. And you've been been getting kind of weary in prayer. Maybe you didn't see your breakthrough. But today, I just want to encourage you. Do you believe that God can? Do you believe that God can? Do you believe that God can? 
Come on, right now, some of you just need to, once again, just hold on by faith and say, listen, I'm not letting go of the promise. I'm not letting go of the provision of God. I'm going to believe God for it. Amen. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, just repent. Lord, forgive me for doubting. Lord, I'm holding on right now. By faith, I'm believing for the breakthrough. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, that God, you're releasing your grace right now over this place. Now listen, some of you, some of you that have just been, that have just been uh, spoken to by the Word of God today, you might feel a nudge or, or a, a leading to just come up and get prayed for. Amen? And I want you to, I want you to just uh, obey that if God leads you to do that. And we're going to pray for you and pray that before you leave this place today, that God's going to give you a breakthrough. Some of you are stuck spiritually and God has spoken to you. And if you will obey the voice of the Lord, God is going to give you a breakthrough. Amen. 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 Come on. Are you with me? Amen. Come on. Let's give God praise for his miraculous breakthrough today. Come on. Give him a shout of praise today. Thank you, Lord. Praise your breakthrough. Come on, Jericho's are coming down. Walls are falling down. Breakthroughs are coming. Oh, yes, God. Miracles are happening in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray. Amen.